Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. So if you guys are anything like me and you struggle with allergies, raise your hand because I am right there with you. I get super itchy throat, itchy ears, and I sneeze like a crazy woman. And it really does prevent me from wanting to take my daily walks with my husband. But luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. It is designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieves your allergy symptoms and decongests your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes and an itchy nose and sinus congestion and pressure with an ease, which is a exactly what I need. So I have been using them anytime that I have allergies, which has been many, many times. I have found that it has definitely helped me so much where I can go outside again and enjoy my day. So if you guys are ready to live life as if you don't have allergies, it is time to live Claritin Clear. It is fast and powerful relief. It's just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Can guys and girls be just friends? Oh, man. Either you're going to date that person or you're not, so you might as well kind of put yourself out there because what did you do as a dude to prepare to be a good boyfriend in your singleness? What are things that you worked on as a man to prepare to be a good husband and a good boyfriend? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Happy and Healthy. I am your host, Janine Mapola. Actually, we are your hosts. We. Janine. And Caleb. Soon to be Ward. You know. Oh, my gosh. It's crazy. If you go to Happy and Healthy podcast on Instagram, you'll see that she's only following two people. <laughs> and when we got, that was my most, like, I think exciting moment in our like relationship was getting the follow from your happy and healthy. <laughs> yeah. Every day I wake up and I go to see if you've unfollowed me and you haven't. So I'm going to unfollow you after this podcast now. Alejandro, go and follow him. <laughs> she runs the account. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Hi guys. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Janine. This is my fiance, Caleb Ward. And we are so excited to be back with another episode of Happy and Healthy. If you are new here, I post these every single Tuesday. I love to just chat about anything to hopefully better your life mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. But sometimes we just want to, we just want to frick around. And financially. Financially. I do have an episode coming on finances. And this next season, we're going to, we're going to get the, uh, the finances right. We actually are. We, we've been working on that. So, so in this month of July, I have been doing solo episodes and you know what? The month is actually almost over and I was going to do an entire episode by myself, but I've already filmed two today and I was like, I want my fiance on this episode. Called in the backup. No, no, no. That wasn't backup. No, it's just your backup. Oh, I called in the backup. Yeah. I'm like, got it. You know, in Paul Blart, remember mall cop? Yeah. He's fighting the girl in the, in the, in Victoria's (laughs) secret. He's like, backup. I don't. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. my favorite movie. It's oh, beside the point. It doesn't really know. matter. But That's so cute. Your teeth are white. Did you do something? No. No? You I sure? think it's the lip gloss. I don't know. They weren't <laughs> yellow before, but like. They were a little. I whitened them. Let me see. They look eh, good. 
Thanks, baby. I called up. I called for backup, and along came Polly. Getting along came Caleb, and we were like, "Let's just shoot the sheesh, shoot, the and sit down and sheesh. talk." So I actually came with a purpose to talk about can guys and girls be friends, and I we are going to address that. But I apologize to all the girls out there that I've been friends with. And same thing to the guys out there. We're <laughs> not, gonna talk about that. Not that I was bad or anything, but I'm just kind of joking. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that. <laughs> so we're gonna just kind of shoot the sheesh. We're gonna talk about Caleb a little bit, so you guys can get to know him. We're gonna be interviewing him a little bit, and also we're gonna probably start with that topic. But I am gonna do my very very best this time to not interrupt you. <laughs> I am so sorry, everybody. I was re-watching the podcast and I was freaking cringing at myself. I was like, Janine, you idiot. Like, stop it. Because I noticed you would say something. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I think it's I'm so- I'm sorry. I didn't even notice it really until- I, I noticed it. Listened to it back. But the thing is, is we're just sitting down and we're talking and I think it's hard for- It's like, I saw a couple of comments that were like, you can tell he's annoyed- as she keeps interrupting him. And I'm like, you're not in my brain. Yeah, you like, tell him, babe. I, I'm Gucci. <laughs> I love, if anyone's going to interrupt me. It, It'll be me. I'm so excited that it's you. <laughs> well, it's funny because, I mean, it's like we're having a real life conversation. Like when we're in a real life conversation, we interrupt each other a lot. Because it's like you get a thought and you're like, wait, wait, hold on. And, and now we're like obviously on camera. And so I think that's always something that's interesting is like, you see couples and you think that they're weird, but you're like, that's just how they are. And like, they're fine with that. And that's normal, you know, but I'm yeah. going to do my best to still not interrupt you. You're, you're killing it. You just do you. Listen, the haters help the algorithm. So honestly, interrupt me this entire podcast. We'll no. get more comments. We'll get more people to listen and you know, it'll be great. Baby, I'm not, I'm not a deceitful podcast. <laughs> Number one, what we're going to talk about is how has engagement been? So we've been engaged for a little over, we've been engaged for a month and four days. A month and four days. Honestly, it's flown by. It's been so much fun. Mm -hmm. I think we've only gotten into like one wedding argument. But other That was like week one too, yeah. right? Other yeah. than that, you've been like so chill. You've been so fun. I feel like, so what we did was like week one, we were like, we don't even know where to begin. So I took us to uh, Staples bought us a little marker board and we just wrote out every little thing. Uh, what are these, baby? Did some mosquitoes bite you? got you? a little mosquito bite. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. That's one interruption. I'm sorry, I'm done. <laughs> That's my one for the podcast. That's one, people. Uh, uh, we have like one. a ticker on the podcast. It's like, ding! <laughs> Interruptions by Janine. That's funny. And uh, we wrote out everything. Wrote out the budget. I told her the budget week one and I was like, okay, this is the dollar amount. And it was like, she didn't believe me that we could probably do it in that price point. But honestly, we're doing pretty well. I think we're, we really are. We're right at the budget. Um, we're actually trying to have a like in today's day and age with weddings. I don't think that this budget is really like feasible, but we're believing that it will be. Listen, I'm just of the mindset of I am not I don't want to sacrifice my future. The w weddings are important, but I'm also like it's one day. All that I care about is our close friends are there. We have good food and we dance the night away. I don't think you need to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to do that. And I think that we're in a weird generation now where it's like, hey, actually do whatever you want to do. If you want to spend all that money for a wedding, that's cool. But I think that like you shouldn't sacrifice your own financial state to appease or to care about like what other people think. Agreed. Anyways, but it's been fun. I, I was, can I say something? Yeah, go ahead. 
No, because we, we just keep thinking like, well, obviously we want a dream wedding. Like I want a dream wedding. I've never had a wedding before. So I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so fun. And then you realize how expensive weddings are and you're like, oh my gosh. And we're just trying to be like financially smart. And obviously we're really, really, really grateful. Mm-hmm. We do get brand deals. Like I'm super beyond grateful for that. But we are we are still paying a lot of our out of our own wallet. But what we keep thinking is we're like, okay, like if we spend $5,000, that's $5,000 that's taken away from a future house one day or if whatever, you know, so we just keep trying to like weigh the pros and cons. Like, is that worth it? Because that again, that takes away towards our house one day or whatever, you know? You know, my whole life I was thinking, I, was, I want like three girls and one boy. I was like, I want to be a girl dad. I think we only need one girl now after planning a wedding. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that. I think having three girls would ruin maybe our our retirement because it's insane they're like uh, i'm like we're looking for flowers and i look at a piece of flower I'm like, how much is that flower like it's thirteen thousand dollars for a flower <laughs> for one flower okay but i i really hate to break it to you you don't get to decide if you're having a girl I, or I'm, not. I'm kind of being facetious <laughs> i know I'm just, I'm just joking with you too because i'm like watch the lord give us four girls I, honestly that'd be great I know. I want a girl so bad. When do you want to have a kid? You want to have a kid like pretty quickly after we get married? Nope. Let's get. Let's have one on the no, honeymoon. No, no, Why no. Why not? He's he's kidding, y'all. That's not happening. I don't know. It's not happening. <laughs> Lord willing. <laughs> okay, yeah. but anyway, engagement really has been good. I think a lot of people were like, it's so hard and everyone everything's going to suck and you guys are going to fight. I'm like, we've been great. At least for now, we've been great. You've. Been, I feel like this engagement was going to be what you make, what you make it. But you know what? The wise words of Hannah Montana. Life's what you make Make it. So let's make it rock. Make it rock. So wedding season is what you make it. It is. Anyways. It's been good. It's been great. We've got a lot done in a month. So much done. Go us. My only concern is our wedding is in college football season. And so. But it's on a Sunday. I know, but the rehearsal's on a Saturday. So like Oklahoma State could be. So we might just have to like reschedule that if Okay, uh, yeah, we'll reschedule the entire wedding for OSU. <laughs> but why don't we do that for Texas? Because Texas sucks. No, you and suck. Everybody knows it. <laughs> <laughs> Texas is horrible. Uh, yeah, they are pretty bad. I think you have more Oklahoma people no. following you than no, Texas. No, no, no. If you're from Texas, comment down below. Shout out to my Oklahoma. Texans. Let's go. Texas forever. And I know that most Oklahomans are boomer sooner, but honestly it's still Ooh. better than Texas. That's so rude. I'm an Oklahoma State Cowboy, so. I'll let it slide. So let's get into it, Janine. Let's get into it. Caleb, I have a Mrs. Ward. burning question. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I have a burning question for you. Can guys and girls be just friends? Oh, man. Because you've had some girlfriends, and you've hurt their feelings, and I've had some guy friends, and that kind of got messy, too. So I have, like, a couple thoughts. And so do I. I think if I would answer this question before we started dating, I would have been like, yeah, strictly it can be platonic. Um, and then from a guy's perspective, I think I've learned of how I did guy and girl friendships well, but I also didn't do it perfectly. Um, I think when a guy gets into a relationship with a girl that he loves and wants to be with, Honestly, every girl he's been friends with in the past kind of doesn't matter anymore. Sounds bad, but like you're kind of just like this. This is my girl. I have all my guy friends, so I really don't need to have a ton of girlfriends. For me, that was like the boundary that I put up in a relationship was just like 
I don't need to be having one-on-one conversations by myself um, at coffee shops or texting or, you know, always commenting on each other's stories. Like I think when I was single, I just was like friends with whoever. And you kind of blur those lines of like, Hey, I don't really like this person, but I like the emotional benefit of having a close girlfriend. You don't realize that's what you're doing when you're in it. Cause you're kind of always like, okay, maybe this might work. Maybe it won't work. I think it gets complicated. Do I think there are guy and girl friendships that are fine? It's like, yeah, but every guy knows, every guy knows that one dude who's friends with your girlfriend in the past, he's playing the long game. He's, uh, he's always there. He just is like, he's He's always looking. He's always sending that text message. He's always replying to that story. I've been that guy before. So it's like, we know, like, there's a funny, like, I think Matt Rife on like, he was like, oh yeah, yeah, he had a funny TikTok. He was like, he, he knows the formula. It's like, he knows like, you know, when girls were like, like, we're just friends. We're just friends. I love him like a brother. Yeah. A lot of people were like, you don't understand our relationship. He's different. It's like, <laughs> he, Jake would never. And it's yeah, like. He doesn't like me like that. And then if you always go. Uh, so if you said right now, if you went up to Jake and you were like, hey, I like you, Jake. What would he say? Nine times out of 10, Jake is is ready to go. Jake from State Farm? Um, or someone else? I think that joke's retired. No, I think it's going to be Brad. <laughs> we're going to bring it back. I think I have my own, um, you know, my 16-year-old girlfriend you know, had a lot of guy friends and that really messed me up. So, you know, still, well, still, still healing from that. Well, we'll, we'll work on that one, babe. <laughs> Listen, guys, Janine and I have been married for six months. And the reason why it is a beautiful marriage, it's because of Thrive Market. Thrive Market, thank you so much for sponsoring this episode. We genuinely love you so much because of Thrive Market. We're able to save so much time through ordering all our grocery and household essentials through the app or website, Uh, guys, it's just a huge stress relief. And you guys also know I have gut issues, like really, really, really bad. So finding, you know, food with top quality ingredients is super crucial for me. And Thrive Market not only does that, but they restrict over a thousand harmful ingredients like artificial flavors, high fructose corn syrup, and a lot more. And guys, if you're parents and you have, you need to find organic kid snack, they have low sugar alternatives and high protein essentials. Jenny and I are also training for our marathon, so it is so beneficial that we can find all of our protein options and snacks through Thrive Market. And guys, save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com healthy for 30% off your order, plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com healthy, thrivemarket.com healthy. So here are my thoughts. I think this is, it's an iffy conversation because I don't think that guys and girls can be best friends, but I do think that they can be friends, but it depends on how much you're communicating your boundaries, how much you're hanging out, what the conversations are looking like, because either one, one of you feels something and the other one doesn't, both of them feel something and they don't express it. Three, they both have feelings. They express mm-hmm. it, turns into a relationship. Someone like someone or four, both express it mutually decide to be just friends. So it's an iffy thing because it's not black and white. It's not black and white, but I think both can mutually say, Hey, we're not going to date each other, 
but we're going to act. I mean, I was guilty of this even before we started dating where you have these friendships that are like, nope, we're not dating, but you still, you act like you're dating. Yeah. You text like you're dating. You call like you're dating. You're only thing you're not doing is going on like a real date or like having yeah. a kiss or holding hands or whatever. So, okay. So I heard this phrase from my friend, Rachel Cheryl, she and I did that podcast, but she always says this and it, it like blew my mind. She said that men will take your attention without intention. Mm. Isn't that a bar? That's a bar. Also, it's a bar. If you're a girl who has a ton of guy friends, is that a red flag? I'm sorry, but like no guy, no guy would, they're not, I'm not saying that's going to like detour you from ever finding somebody, but I'm saying that like guys tend to like not want to be probably with a girl who is just constantly around guys. She's just constantly, you know, because you don't want to go into a situation where you're dating a girl and it's like, oh, I got to deal with all this competition. I got to be around all these dudes all the time. And um, so that can be, and vice versa probably. For sure. And I think, I think also like how you, that's why boundaries are so important when you're dating or when you're not dating is that when you do find somebody you do want to date that that girl isn't like your friend is like, wait, I thought you liked me or like what I thought we had something and then she feels confused. And I think the guy and girl friendship opens the opens the door and leaves room for so many situationships to happen. Mm-hmm. And that's why a lot of people are like, wait, I'm like hurt by someone I never even dated because probably in your mind, you're like, oh, he's going to ask me out. He's for sure going to ask me out. And he never does. And you're crushing the entire time or vice versa. The guy, yeah. the guy likes the girl and he's like, she'll never date me. Or she's like, he's never going to ask me out and you get your heart broken. And so I almost feel like either you're going to date that person or you're not. So you might as well kind of put yourself out there because either you're going to marry them or you're not. And if, when yeah. you get married, you're not going to be friends with them anyway because you're not going to still stay with friends with that person really when you get married. So yeah. why not take the leap and say something? Well, but also, what do you think about that? There's also the other side of, I think for some guys perspective, it's like, I don't want to ruin like the friend group because you guys are all in one yeah. big friend group. Uh, but for me, I was kind of like, I'm not going to have this. Today's episode is sponsored by Nutrafol. Are you tired of dealing with thinner hair, but hesitant to use a hair supplement containing animal derived ingredients? Look no further than Nutrafol. Their newest hair supplement uses 100% vegan natural ingredients to target root causes of thinning and promote healthy hair growth. So if you're like me, you're definitely going to want to check this product out because I know my hair has been thinning out lately and it's a little sad. But if you want to check out Nutrafol, you want to know what are they? Who are they? So Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement brand and it is physician formulated with 100% drug free ingredients. While stress and styling habits can contribute to poor hair health in many women, a plant-based diet can create nutrient gaps that further impact hair growth. So Nutrafol didn't just remove non-vegan ingredients from the women's formula. Instead, they identified other clinically tested 100% vegan ingredients that naturally optimize the body's own collagen production. With consistent daily use, Nutrafol Women's Vegan Hair Growth Supplement promotes visibly less hair shedding visibly thicker hair volume and hair that grows faster, longer, and stronger. Don't we all want that? So take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code HEALTHY. 
So find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code healthy. That's Nutrafol.com promo code healthy. Check it out, you guys. Like this idea of, I think when you're single, especially if you're in a smaller town or you're in the kind of the Bible belt, you have all these huge friend groups and you're all single. It's just not real life. I mean, that's how it is in Dallas. Yeah. yeah, It's not real life to maybe when you're all married, maybe, but when you're married, you're not just going to be constantly around. You're going to be with married friends. And so I think that like, if you like a girl, like for me, like I asked out one of my friends that was a girl in our friend group and it didn't work out and it, yeah, it did change the dynamic of the friend group. But that was like a risk I was like willing to take because I'm at the end of the day. Which I think is cool. Yeah. It's like you should eventually, you know, either stop confusing the girl. I think that's the thing. It's like too many dudes are so confusing. So confused. They're so flirty. They're messing around with you. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're going to say? Yeah. So a girl thinks like, oh, he ha- he likes me. And then he's like, no. Yeah. Or he's too scared to mess up the friendship dynamic. So he's not willing to ask you out. But we are no like you and I are guilty of that. Like totally. we're not sitting here like saying that like we weren't ever like that. So, but I think but. what, um, why boundaries matter is that, and also just healthy and mature people is that even if it doesn't work out, like mature people, cause I know there's, there's one specific person that I'm thinking of in my friend group that does ask the girls out a lot. And even though they don't work out, all of them still remain friends. Does it make it a little bit more weird? Sure. But I think it's kind of weird if you let it be weird. And I think I'm impressed that he's willing to do that. And then they all still stay friends. So I think it's almost like as mature adults, hopefully you date well and you leave people better than you found them to where if it doesn't work out, it's not always a super awkward, like, oh, I have to see him again. Like, I think the best case scenario is dating your friend. But right. But if you're I kind of disagree. If you're a dude who keeps asking every girl out in your friend group, eventually, like, that's why I never really did that. Only, I I only, like, one girl that was in our friend group, I, I would always go outside the friend group because I was always worried that, like, I see a lot of girls, especially, you know, and probably what does that mean? Dallas, <laughs> that can hurt guys' reputation because oh, yeah. they had... Maybe the guy, you know, took too long to respond. And all of a sudden she told everybody that he's horrible. And then he's trying to go on dates and it's like he has a bad reputation now. And so I think that's why guys are shy too. Because girls are ruthless. They're mean sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think it's kind of iffy because, I mean, someone always ends up liking somebody. Because, like, I remember my pastor saying growing up, he's like, if you and the person you hated were stuck on an island, you would eventually end up liking each other and you fall in love and you would be doing the nasty. So I'm like, (laughs) is it good? That's some tea, girl. I made him some iced coffee. Dude, if you're on the stranded island, who's getting, who's marrying you? You just make a covenant with the Lord. You do? Yeah, the palm tree marries you or something. No, it's like uh, you get to the ocean and it's like a dolphin. You know, because dolphins have like a huge frontal vortex. Vortex? (laughs) Is that the right word? (laughs) I think it's cortex. 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 Cortex sounded right. Anyway, okay, it's a, mess, a messy situation. I did pull you guys on uh, Real threads. Quick. Real quick. What? So Adam and Eve. Oh. So Adam and Eve were the first two humans on earth. Yes. Correct? So they had two kids. And? Baby, we know how this happened. It's a little sus. It's a little Arkansas. It's a little... <laughs> It's a little Mississippi. 
<laughs> hey, we're going to Mississippi tonight. Tonight, dude. I'm going to see some families there. <laughs> dude. <laughs> that's messed up yeah we I know gotta, it's pretty messed up that's the first thing i'm asking but it's about. like how did the population expand with just their family well, i'm gonna mm. get up to the pearly gates and he's gonna say well done my faithful servant and i'm gonna go hey jesus come here real quick. <laughs> let me talk <laughs> so cain and abel wait yeah yeah it was cain and abel yeah your donkey okay <laughs> so funny story guys i had a donkey two donkeys named cain and abel and um eventually so Kane I don't know if I can say this on a podcast what Kane was in love with Abel they were brothers <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking he was in love we eventually had to get rid of Kane because he wouldn't stop messing around with Abel <laughs> I'm not joking he was just doing what donkeys do you know what I mean yeah that's what happens when he you, was getting a little it was our, a little humpy huh yeah anyways a little humpy and healthy <laughs> <laughs> You're not cutting We're this. Done. We're not cutting this. I'm dead. Okay. okay, can we go back to the conversation? Yeah. Let me just, well, and then we'll wrap up. Uh, yeah, wrap that up. So a lot of you guys say no, but they say there has to be boundaries. Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. So everyone's saying there well, has to be boundaries. Boundaries now, you will <clears throat> be so thankful for your boundaries now when you're in a relationship. Yeah. Because her and I had to like. We had to figure this out. Had to figure some of this out because we both had close friends that were a lot, of the opposite yeah. sex. And it's not like we were ever jealous, but it's like, hey, other people just don't get the same amount of access into your life once you're in a relationship. And yeah. especially when you're married, you know, you're not having dudes, you know, because the home, like, again, guys know guys who are playing the long run and you're kind of like, hey, bro, like I get, I get, I get your relationship that you had prior, but it's different now. And, uh but anyway, that'll be... No, I think that's exactly true. Like, that is something we had to navigate is that I had some really close guy friends that I would hang out with and travel with all the time. And that complicated some things. And so I realized, I'm like, I feel like I had good boundaries, but I could have had better boundaries. And um, it shouldn't be that messy when you get into a relationship. So, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So I think, yeah, do yourself a service now of like trying to honor your guy friends and honoring yourself and your future spouse now so that it doesn't get complicated when you get into a relationship. Because that was something we had to navigate was like, oh, we both have friends of the opposite sex. And like, how does this work now? Mm -hmm. And you become my priority. You become my only guy that I get attention from and all those things. So, but I will say last note on this is that if you know somebody is in love with you or a guy has confessed his feelings to you or vice versa, it's kind of unloving to keep playing games with them or keep leading them yeah. on. Like, cause one of my friends, her guy friend straight up admitted, like I'm in love with you. And she kept hanging out while with him in a relationship. while she was in a relationship. But then she was like, no, I love you like your brother. And they kept staying friends. I'm like, that's a little weird, but also like unloving to him because you know, he likes you and yeah. you're kind of like playing games with his heart. Eventually when you get engaged and you're about to get married, you realize that you don't need these backup plans. I think a lot of people keep people close just in case their relationship doesn't work out, yeah. then it's like, okay, I, I didn't abandon my friends. We're not saying abandon your friends, abandon your community, abandon your guy or mm -hmm. girl friendships. But what we're saying is, is if you know one of your friends likes you while you're in a relationship, you yeah. just need to have you just need to have good boundaries. Yeah, we're not saying like, oh, you can't have any friends with opposite sex, but it's like, yeah. but that changes when you get into a relationship. For sure. As it should. As it should. Anyways, I say anyways too much anyways. Okay, Caleb, let's let's talk about you. Interview me. I'm on the Tonight okay, Show tell with us, Janine Amapola. 
we haven't talked about this and I think people don't know this yet really about you. And maybe you did mention this, but you went to Hillsong college in Australia. A, why did you go there and B, why did you leave? And what was your experience like there? And C, you've now seen the documentary. So that's a heavy question. I know. Is this the time to talk about it? <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, I think we can, de- my mom texted us. I know. I'm like looking at Regina. <laughs> my dad texted me too. That's Uh-oh, awkward. Interesting. Why <laughs> did you go to Hillsong College? <laughs> um, okay. So I moved, I lived in New York City uh, in 2018. It was going to business school there. And I found, I grew up a Christian. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I don't know. I'm sorry. I grew up, uh, grew up a Christian, but my faith really changed when I was at, when I lived in New York city and I was going to Hillsong, New York. And honestly, it was amazing. I had a little community group and it's really hard to find really godly Christian friends in New York city. What? I don't know. I'm having a laughing attack. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I'm good. Is it the way like you were like, no. It was like, it was like a church when I was like, uh, I think you're, you're so cute and expressive. (laughs) (laughs) So I live in New York city and I saw like a, uh, a trailer of Hillsong college in Australia. And I kind of have always had a dream of living in Sydney, Australia. And I was like, that looks amazing. And the way they, the way they advertised it made you feel like you were going to be the like, king of the earth. No, just a great leader. And you were going to learn about God and you were going to surf every single day and you were going to l- live amongst the kangaroos and the koalas and and um, you were going to become one, you know, with God and one with uh, the Aussies. And so I ended up applying. Uh, I paid for it. I, w- I worked a job for about four months in a sales position and closed some deals you know, which was unbelievable because I was actually in those four months. Go, I baby. could pay for my tuition for three years at Hillsong. So I bought a three-year visa. Oh. I was like, wow, I, you were committed. I was committed. Wow. And, and so I went and um, my biggest thing, I'm on this like walk in my life right now where I, I just don't want to hop on the, tr- the bandwagon of like hating on a church. Yep. Um, but I obviously <laughs> left for a reason. Um, I left because I saw some things that I, I didn't appreciate and I didn't like, and I don't think that that is necessarily Hillsong's fault. I mean, there's bad people amongst every organization. Yeah. And so for me personally, I was three months in again, I was supposed to be there for three years. COVID had just hit. Um, I was confused by a couple different ways that the college was handling students, the way, how much we were working expectations that I had going in just weren't what I thought was going to happen. Mm. And uh, so they like over promise something and didn't deliver over promise. You kind of feel like, um, I mean, I hate using this cause again, I go to a church here and I'm not like better or anything, but it did feel a little cultish. Um, yeah, there was a lot of weird verbiages. It was an interesting culture. Again, I left with some of, great friends. I, I think a lot of Hillsong leaders have the best hearts. There are so many amazing pastors. The worship team is, is great. Um, but at the core, I think we could sit here for a couple hours. Maybe we could do a different podcast on this. Um, so I can carefully say what I want to say. Cause I, I want to yeah. be careful. And like, my biggest fear is 
getting up to heaven or whatever. I, I just don't want to hate something that is God like. Or God is still using. God is still using. And has used for many, many people. Yeah. But I will say it took me a couple years to really get rid of a lot of bitterness um, and um, cynicalism. Cynicalism. Cynicism, I think. It's like cynical, so cynicalism. No, I think it's cynicism. Yeah. I had, yeah, I had to work through, I didn't go to, you know, I left Hillsong. I didn't go, to, I was like still a believer and like followed Jesus with all my heart. But like, yeah, I stopped, you know, going to church for a good year because I was just was like, I needed some time to like regroup and rethink like, what is the American gospel? What does this look like? Yeah. What is even church? And so it was the hardest, best thing that I ever like have been through because it's like realigned my focus on like, mm. okay, what does true ministry look like? What does following Jesus look like? And you know, it's simply, what are you doing when people aren't looking? How are you yeah. leading your family? Um, you saw, I saw so many leaders um, were more focused on what their ministry looked like besides how they treat, treated their wife. Wow. And your wife is your first ministry. Exactly. Wow. And so uh, I left with a lot of good friends, but I also left with a lot of disappointment and a lot of, um, even to this day, just like very disappointed, which is why when you take on the, the leadership of being a pastor, you are held to such a standard that even God is like, hey, if you want to be a teacher of my word, you know, you'll be double held accountable. Yeah. yeah. It's I a mean, big responsibility because I think that's what's so scary is that you have the power to persuade people to love the Lord or to completely fall away from him. And we should do an episode on church hurt because yeah. the amount of people that DM me talking about yeah. church hurt is insane. You're talking to Mr. Church hurt right here. Like, mm. I mean, I, I love me some Jesus. I have such a strong relationship with God um, but I have seen it all. So to kind of wrap that question up, um, yeah, I was Mr. Churcher, but if, so if you have church hurt and you've been to one of these big mega churches or big, you know, you, I mean, you know, the type, you know, the type of church I'm talking about mm -hmm. and you, every time you go in or every time you listen to worship music or every time you see one of these pastors that like, you get that like nauseous feeling in your stomach of like, this is fake. This is, this isn't real. I want you to know that you're so valid in thinking that, but at the end of the day, Jesus wants your heart and he doesn't want a bitter heart and he doesn't want a prideful heart. And so the quicker you can forgive, the quicker God is going to forgive you, the quicker, I mean, ultimately he's forgiven you. So why should we not forgive others? No matter what anyone yeah. has done to you um, and you're going to be robbing yourself of a lot of joy and a lot of life if you hold on to that bitterness because that's exactly what the enemy wants you to do is yeah. to stay in church hurt for the rest of your life now, that doesn't mean not to have boundaries that doesn't mean yeah i was just gonna say yeah that doesn't, doesn't mean you dismiss bad behavior or bad yeah. treatment or bad anything like yeah yeah maybe that looks like you have a house church for the rest of your life i don't know i think you should have church you should be in a community you should be serving but i don't think it looks like this American square of if you're mm -hmm. not doing this, you're not a Christian. Yeah. I think that's why I was talking about that book um, from David Platt called, what's it called? American gospel. Well, no, it talks about the American gospel. It's called radical and it talks radical all faith. about this and it is so, so amazing. And I highly recommend, but I mean, it's hard cause it's just like Christians are supposed to be a representation of Christ 
So it's hard when they steward that poorly, that's going to cause some people to stumble and to be like, wait, if that's what your Christ looks like, I want nothing to do with it. You know, that's, what's really hard. When you mix capitalism with, with church, it's just difficult. That sounds, I'm a big capitalist guy. Like I'm Mr. Capitalism. Like I'm as conservative economically as it comes. Um, but it gets, it gets, it gets tough when you churches start making millions and millions of dollars and you're trusting the leadership to, to, um, use it well. Well, yeah. And they're, the, the church is making millions of dollars and the pastor's house is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger, you know? Yeah. But it's like, at the end of the day, like we have nice things. We're not necessarily pastors. Um, so I just, I don't want to yeah. like roast that, but I, I just think like, as long as they are under the impression of like, okay, people's tithe money should be going towards blessing people and advancing God's kingdom versus like advancing themselves or private jets or whatever, yeah. you know, we, we go to an amazing church here in Dallas. In the beginning, it did have kind of a Hillsong feel, uh, but we know the pastors, we've seen how amazing they are and how yeah. they lead everything. And it's been amazing. So we are in a church, uh, but I, Totally understand. I think I think what pisses ticks me off the most is like people who have a lot of church hurt, and you have a lot of Christians who who are like, "Oh my gosh, get over your church hurt, get over your church hurt." And it's like I think that a lot of people, until you've been in it, until you've actually like a lot of people haven't been in that washing machine of serving sixty hour weeks and being manipulated spiritually. Like until you've had that, it's really hard to empathize with people who have gone through that. That's such a good point, baby. I'm glad you said that because to be honest, I have not experienced massive church hurt. I've definitely seen some things and I've been hurt in minor ways, but I've not experienced it to that extent. And I'm glad that you can speak to that when that's something that I can't totally speak to. And I think you're absolutely right. Like I, I can't totally empathize. I can empathize, but I can't fully understand. Yeah. So it's good. It's a good point. You have any other questions? Yeah. So something that other people wanted to know is being a guy, like obviously they've heard my perspective on like being a girl and waiting well and how to prepare to be a wife and all the things. What, what did you do as a dude to prepare to be a good boyfriend in your singleness? What are things that you worked on as a man to prepare to be a good husband and a good boyfriend? That's a really, really good question. I think you can start, I'll say four things. So the first thing, um, if you're a girl and you're looking at a guy, you should see who he surrounds himself with. And I think that's for me. I've always been the type where like, I want to surround myself by men who honestly are, I think are better than me, who are better than me, almost spiritually, financially or healthier than me. Uh, my friends hold me so accountable uh, in every area of my life to where sometimes it's like, gosh, would you guys just like, let me live. Yeah. It gets annoying after a while. Yeah. And so I think, I think that that like prepared me super well because like all my friends are 28, 29, 30. I have my, one of my mentors here. He's 30 years old. Um, I am friends with 40 and 50 year olds. Um, and so I was just constantly like, what does it mean to be a good husband? What does it mean to like you lead a family of five and you own your own, your own business and you're a CEO entrepreneur and you do all these things. I'm like, can I, can we go, can we go get a coffee? Like before I met you, um, I think a week prior, I had like three coffees lined up that week with three different like older men who were in their big career that I met through work. And I just was like, hey, I'm 20 at the time. I'm 22, 23. And I'm like, 
hey, can we meet for coffee? I have like 10 questions I want to ask you. And I remember meeting a guy at Capitol Grill here in Dallas. I met him at the gym, like multi, multi crypto millionaire guy and um, super awkward. But I was like, I want to pick your brain. So we went to lunch. That lunch turned into another lunch. And um, I haven't seen him since, but we got two lunches and I got a wealth of knowledge in those two lunches. And um, but I also got to see a lot of men not living their lives the way that I want to live their lives. Maybe their finances look good, but their relationship looked horrible. And so I would say that's like the first thing. That's so good, babe. You genuinely do that. Like, I think I'm even just sitting here looking at you and I'm like, I respect the crap out of this man because you really are somebody that you live in the light and like that. I was so impressed. Like from day one, you have always surrounded yourself with good people. You've never been afraid to ask for help. You've always been like, what's it going to hurt? Like, I'm going to reach out to this guy. And like, I think some men might be a little prideful or scared or even just like, they just don't know to do that or have the drive to do that and I've always been so impressed because from day one you're like I'm meeting this guy I'm getting coffee this guy I'm getting like I get scared to do that and I am so impressed and challenged by you thanks babe that means a lot I think every guy wants to be respected at the end of the day and knowing that you do just like gives me so much fire to like I feel like you run through a freaking brick wall dude 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 <laughs> <laughs> um I would say second thing now it's kind of heavy but that the p word i don't, mm-hmm. don't want to say because i think it, it could get like demonetized on youtube p-o-r-n yeah I, you got to get corn a hold of that um as a man because you're, you're just gonna you're gonna be addicted to variety so i remember being a junior in high school or senior in high school and calling one of my friends and i was like hey i don't want to do this anymore and from then on like it's just been a constant accountability thing within my friends. It's allowed me, like I look at you and I'm like, man, she's so freaking beautiful. And so like, I, I'm like so lucky. Like I'm with, in my opinion, the prettiest girl ever, you know, and I'm so attracted to her. And, and it's like, I don't know if a man can get there if he's watching corn, you know, Every single week, you know? <laughs> Sorry, that sounded funny. No. <laughs> How are you going to have eyes for one woman the rest of your life when every single night you throw that blanket over your head and, you know, you, uh, you're watching You're corn. watching 30 other yeah. different women's faces. You know what's really sad is that one of my friends, her boyfriend broke up with her and ended up admitting, like, he was constantly comparing her to the women he was seeing online. Yeah. And he couldn't get himself to be attracted to her as much because he had trained himself for writing and was looking at all these other women. Yeah. How I, sad is I, that? I, I want to be like, I don't want to shame. That's my biggest thing is like, I don't want to shame men if you're listening or even women if you're listening. And that's like a yeah, part of your story. Yeah, women struggle too. There is so much grace and so much forgiveness and no one, a Christian is not going to look at you like you're this, you're not this horrible person if that's your, your story because it was my story. Um, and mine in the past, but I'm, I'm speaking directly to men like women. I can't speak to that cause I'm not a woman and I, I, I want to speak to men. You got to get a hold of it. Like you just got to, like, I think we can, as Christians sometimes, you know, extend a lot of grace, but not, not speak yeah, sure. the reality of the consequences. The reality of the consequences are extreme. It's, it, it's really bad in my opinion. I think, I, I think dudes are walking around here like they're zombies and it, it, 
I don't think women will understand what that does to a guy's brain when that's happening. And so I would say that's number two um, is, is that issue. I'd say number three. I love that you came prepared. You have a list. Thanks, babe. I love lists. Um, I would say number three is like, are you ready? Like internally, you got to ask yourself, like, are, am I am I ready to be like committed to a woman or to spiritually spiritually lead in a relationship for the rest of my life? Um, and if you're not in the place, you're going to drag someone else like through the mud. If you don't know what you want, like don't get into a relationship trying to figure out if you know it, it like it's not black and white. But don't figure it out while you're in the relationship. Figure out before. What are my what do I want to see in a woman? What do I want? Yeah, you're like non-negotiables. Yeah. Like what am I? What are you looking for? Like who are you going to be? Can I can I can I commit? Can I commit for the rest of my life? And not saying that you have to like get there before you start dating someone, but I'm almost like, don't date if you're not in a place to date. Um, so that you know what's funny though is like, <laughs> I don't know, I wasn't even gonna bring this up, but I randomly saw it. But someone commented on my TikTok video and they said, I can't wait for the day until he cheats on her. And first of all, how, how messed up is that? Yeah. But secondly, I know in my heart of hearts, you would never do that. And I'm banking on your character of what I've seen now, the conversations, who you are now, how you treat me now, how you look, what you look at now. Like, in, even if you may look, I know you will never cheat on me. And I'm just like, because I have seen your self-control and who you are in the dating season and even before, you know, so. We are going to finish this race. I am tired of, I'm tired of like seeing marriages collapse and fail. And I think that that's like, so like my story, I come from a divorced family. I love my dad to death. I love my mom to death. They're amazing people. Um, they raised me so freaking well. Um, and they're both, you know, happily remarried. But I'm just like, Janine, like we're committing to life with each other. Like when divorce is not an option, um, an affair isn't just like, we're not doing that. I, I think it's so now it's so you're just used to that being the reality of like, that's going to happen. And right, right. If you go into a marriage, like kind of having that as like, oh, that could be like you're you're having one little sneaky creek yeah. door into your relationship that it could happen. I had a mentor tell me this. He said, you know, he and this was like this spoke to me. And he was like, you know, David fell. David, you know, was a man after God's own heart and he fell. And there was a lot of grace extended to David. And he was like, But why why put yourself under the box of David? You can finish the race. How great Amen. is that? You yeah. can actually get through life like my grandpa, yeah. you know. Here, they've been married for how long? They're 76. They got married when they were 19. They're so cute. Yeah, so almost 60 years, That's 58 so years. bonkers. So, yeah, like we can finish the race. You can grow old and die happily married. It's possible. It's possible. You can do it. But that's not what society and culture says. No, it's like get it's a divorce a and... It's just like, if they don't make you happy, just leave. It's I, like, wait, what? I mean, what you're doing to your children, it, like, when you are divorced, you, it is hard. The realities of, you know, what a divorce does is tough. Like, I'm just like, let's do this and let's do it well. But the thing is, too, is like, there will be times when your partner does not make you happy. There yeah. will be times where it does get hard, but... That's why you're committing to a covenant and to laying your life down and to choosing to love them the way that Jesus loved you because 
Jesus didn't quit on you. Jesus didn't leave you even when you turned your back and you sinned and you cheated on him. He still chose you and he still pursued you. And it's just like, and we both go into marriage with that mindset of like, there's going to be times where you're going to piss me off yeah, and vice versa. (laughs) Yeah. But we're still going to choose each other. But what a gift as like a man you could give your wife to know that she doesn't have to go to bed at night thinking or wondering if that's something you would ever do. Yeah. It's a free gift Mm -hmm. that you can give. Um, Not saying like, yeah, you're going to be attracted to other men. Like people just don't not get attractive just right when you get married. But like I can trust your character to know that, hey, like, man, you're, you're committed to me. Like that dude, you know, might walk by. He might be a good looking dude, but I, at the end of the day, like I know you're not going to trade immediate gratification for a lifetime of, you know, regret, regret or consequences or whatever. Which is, I think something important that we, our Bible study, we're in this like couples Bible study. We talked all about, um, sex last week, which was so great. And our pastor was talking about safeguards that they have in their relationship. And we we were just so intrigued by these because we were like, A, it's so cool to see a pastor living in the light, having these safeguards to know that he is the same on stage and off stage. But they talked about how they protect their marriage, of how their phones, like they can always look at each other's phones. They always know what's going on. They, you know, what were the other safeguards they had? When a woman responds to a story like um, his Instagram, like he doesn't DM any girls. And I think that's like awesome. It's like, and I think a lot of people might, I, I see this a lot of like, oh, that's controlling or that's. Yeah, or that's it's, toxic. It's just removing even like the idea that someone can say something. For sure. Re- removing any secrecy or any level of like, no, this is my thing. It's like, no, this is our thing, you know. Yeah. And mo- multiple of our pastors, like their wives have access to their phones and they're well-known pastors where, you know, girls are DMing them all the time. And so they're like, our wives have access to everything. I think in marriage, you just want to have like transparency is the best, most freeing thing. Having nothing to hide is so great. Yeah. Like you can go and see anything at any time. And it's not that you'll even go in and check, but it's like, why not? Like, what would you have to hide if you're partnered? If you're, if you're dating, that's different. But like, I think if you're getting into marriage, you should have access to everything. Everything. It's like if your boy, your husband, his buddies are holding him accountable, it's like you're now his wife, and uh, that should be the biggest accountability. And this is even a hot take, but like finances. Like yeah. I know some couples that have different two different bank accounts, and I've seen that absolutely yeah. destroy their relationship. Yeah. So even in our Bible study, they're talking about having one bank account. It's not my money. It's not his money. It's our money. It's God's money. God's money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Um, so yeah. yeah. Okay. What was the third the, thing on your list? The fourth thing. Our fourth? So something that I asked myself on our first date, and I think Jonathan Pakluda said this, like, can you cherish her? And I think I would, I would go on dates in my past and I would leave and be like, am I attracted to her? Am I, do I like her? I don't know, but she's so awesome. She meets the godly standards. And then I would ask myself, can I cherish this girl the way she would want to be cherished, the way she would want to be loved? And and that was kind of my question of like, yeah, attraction isn't the biggest thing, but you need to be able to cherish the other person. And if you're not attracted to them, I'm sorry. I just It's my take. Like, I don't know that you're going to be able to cherish them um, the way that they, they are going to want to feel loved and uh, adored. And so that was something that immediately from day one, I was like, I can cherish the heck out of this girl. (laughs) Thanks, baby. Yeah. 
Good job. Those are really good. Those were four on the on I know. I'm very impressed. Very, very impressed with you. Good job, babe. Like, what's the type of guy a girl should be waiting for? The type of girl a guy is looking for is a girl who is running her race. Sounds cliche, but a girl who's genuinely running her race. A girl who doesn't need the approval of and the like validation from all these external factors, whether they be guys or attention or or anything, uh, their body, their their job. It's like at the core, they're so themselves. They are so, it's almost like they're kind of intimidating because they're so secure in who they are. Uh, it doesn't mean to have a false like arrogance to yourself, but it means that like, hey, God is more important than you. And you're going to have to get through him to get to me. And I think having that spirit, guys sense it. We are, we are like, it's hard to explain. We are creatures. Spidey senses. You can sense a confident, godly woman. It's like from millions of miles away. And um, so lean into that really hard. I think what you should be looking for at the core is how does he speak about other people? How does he talk about other people? For and foremost, like don't, always rely on too much of like their reputation because you'll hear things, but like at the core character will reveal itself and like really look at a man's character. Is his character above reproach? Is it, is it haughty? Is it arrogant or is it mm-hmm. like spiritual confidence? And I, I would just say like, yeah, that's the typical answer. Like find the godliest guy you can know, like at the end of the day. That's so good. It's so true. And I think sometimes too, like you don't, you don't got to do much. Most people out themselves, like they just talk and you just observe all you're doing and dating. And as a female and even as a dude, whoever you're just observing, I feel like, like I, you're, without doing anything, you're like, who is this person? I feel like girls though, kind of want this, you know, bad this, guy, not bad guy, but they want a girl, like a guy that, you know, they've been trained to like their whole lives. I don't know. Well, I talked about that. I think in my last podcast or the one about waiting well of just untraining ourselves for toxicity because I think we do that because the good guys are so frustrated and the girls might be thinking oh no guy ask me out no guy ask me out it's like the good guys are saying the same thing y'all's girls nights when y'all sit at the table and y'all crap on dudes for two hours while guys are passive <laughs> guys don't ask us out guys are scared they're so scared of you right. guys they're so scared of what you guys are gonna say because y'all sit around these these dining tables with your, you know, wine glasses talking about why Chad is horrible. And when there's, you know, Brian who loves Jesus and I get there needs to be, you need to be attracted to this guy or whatever. That's important. But I'm also like, give Brian a chance, dude, give Brian a chance. Well, I talked about this yesterday in my Instagram story. And Ben, it's literally, you know, first Samuel 16, where a man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. And I think sometimes on the outward appearance, you're like, I would never. But then he's like, but why? You know, and he's a great guy. And, or maybe you don't think I would never. Maybe you're like, you know what? I wouldn't typically. I could give give it a shot. But I'm also like, I don't like the uh, just date anybody if they're godly. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is when a guy... When you know, when girl, like if you're a girl and you know, this guy is in love with you from date two and there's not that chase, you're attracted to this dude. You like him, but then the chase is removed. And then all of a sudden you don't get that same thrill. You don't get the same a dopamine. And then you start asking yourself, 
I don't really, I don't know if I really like this guy. I'm not I'm not tossing and turning that night. Like I know he likes me. I promise you, six months in, nine months in, you're gonna way more appreciate that hundred percent than you will the tossing and turning and the serot you know, serotonin and the you know the dopamine. The dopamine or whatever. I'm sweating. Your hat looks funky on camera. It's okay. Okay. No, I think that's a really good point. We can wrap up on that, but I think that's very true. I think that's what you did to me is you were like, I like you. And then I was like, wait, no games. And you were like, no games. And I was <laughs> like, what the heck? And I wasn't up at night being like, is he going to text me? Is he going to call me? Like, yeah, I knew you were a clear, kind gentleman. Thanks, babe. <laughs> Do you have any like last, like this last, let's go for five more minutes. Cause I, cause I think, that, <sighs> okay. I think we need to, to wrap up. We have on, five minutes on left. something that makes people laugh. What are we going to do? I just, I genuinely, so like my dream in our life, like you ever think about that? We're in our twenties. We have our whole Not for life. long for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's fine. Everything's fine. Dude, you are, you're dating a young stallion. Oh, I know. <laughs> We're going to, I can't. I have like eight months left of being this age. I can't wait to like look back at these podcasts when we're like, 50? 60s you know and we're watch me do you think the world's gonna be here by that time don't you think jesus is gonna come back by then i think jesus is coming back i don't know what do you think he's gonna look like jesus yeah um, i know he's got a thigh tattoo that guy he's risque jesus is a thigh tattoo yeah read revelation Dude, jesus does not go to hillsong <laughs> he does not have no hillsong people have thigh well, tattoos you what? know they do that's why that was the joke does not go to hillsong i said jesus does not go to hillsong so he doesn't have a thigh tattoo huh you don't get the joke no baby so you just jesus said, does have a thigh you tattoo. just said jesus does have a thigh yeah. tattoo and i said no jesus does not go to hillsong so he doesn't have a thigh tattoo does that not make sense but baby he would go to hillsong if he did have a thigh tattoo babe, the joke is you, <laughs> i okay, get it i get it. okay i get you it. said jesus has a thigh tattoo and i said no jesus does not go to hillsong so he doesn't have a thigh tattoo what do you think we're gonna do in 10 years like, what do you think? Uh, I hope I'm in heaven by then. No, babe. I'm so serious. Okay, I understand that, but they've been saying that. For okay, 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 okay. In 10 years. What do you think we're going to be? I mean, I'm definitely going to be a mom. I know that. Mama. I'm going to start calling you mama. Mama J. Mama J. I'm going to have probably three kids and two cats by then. I'm going to be so good at pickleball by then. Dude, that's something. We've been getting into pickleball. Guys. Caleb is scarily good like you kind of freak I played me out horrible today you freak me out yeah but we've been i have to burp we've been getting into pickleball it's been so fun yeah guys we are pickleballers and I'm a pickle if you love pickleball let us know we might have some ideas in the future someone asked me today what do i gotta do to get into pickleball guys we're gonna help you out i said you just gotta keep going keep practicing get the right paddle have the right coach and just keep playing and know that like you're not gonna be the greatest in the beginning and this I wasn't. It's such a good workout too. It's so, and it's a great way to bond and hang out with people, meet yeah. new people. We've met so many fun people. So the last, the last bit, um, I will say to that is, if you're in a relationship and your activities are only coming home and watching TV, you're losing out on so many. I think it's like I was listening to Jay Shetty, and he was like, "You need like three or four things." Oh yeah, he talked about that. In, yeah, in a relationship, like you need to have an activity, an exercise you do together. You need to have a you know artistic thing you do together but like something outside of netflix your yeah. relationship will soar well also yeah it's easy to go home like that's so easy 
It's it's so passive to just go watch TV and cook a dinner or whatever or order in. So I think, yeah, that's a really great point. Is finding something fun to do with your partner if you're in a relationship. And I think that's ours. It's pickleball. And we love to cook together. We love you guys. We're actually off to Mississippi this weekend. Um, when I post this, it'll already, that trip will already have happened. So check out my Instagram. When are you because posting this? Next Tuesday. This Tuesday? Yeah. So that's not next Tuesday. Well, this upcoming Tuesday. So this Tuesday. I went up. On a Tuesday. You are so attractive. <laughs> Anyways, guys, thank you for coming to my and our <laughs> podcast. Hey. It's all I ever should I wanted. Start a, do you th- it's all I ever wanted. It's all <laughs> I really ever wanted. wanted. I feel like the girl in the relationship right now. I know. I don't <laughs> like this. I feel like I'm emasculating you. <laughs> Put your arm around You know me. what I want to do? What do you want to do? I think like year one of marriage, I start my own podcast too. And I just rant for two hours. Like Y'all, this man can rant. What if I did start my you own and Grant podcast? Should do should one called Grant and Rant. Hey, now that's a I bar. Think I, he wants to start a podcast with my brother-in-law. I think that's so funny. I want. I don't know. These two will literally talk your ear off. So I say send it. Sometimes our topics are very girly here, but uh, we need a man's perspective sometimes. Sometimes we just. Listen, guys, sometimes you just need an older brother to, to come alongside and say, he's not for you. He he is <laughs> a loser. Sometimes you just need that. His name is, is Liam the Loser. Okay. Well, that was stupid. Anyway, thank you guys for listening to this hour a, long. You have such a podcast voice. <laughs> The not. way, the way, like, we'll get off the podcast. She goes, okay, so. I'm like, hey, guys. <laughs> hey, so what do you want to? Hey, it's me. I'm Jimmy. like. Uh, Wait, baby, guess that. Guess, guess what? What? Back in the day, I had such a low voice that I would prank call people as a guy. They dead a thought I was a man. One time, I called Kiss FM and I made it onto the dating show, and I said, "Hi guys, my name is um Steve, and I work at Clay Cooley." They seriously believed I was a guy. The girl was like, "How old are you, Steve?" I was like, uh, "I'm um twenty." And I freaked out. I mispronounced my job. I said, Cluey. <laughs> and it aired on the radio. I'm a little mortified and right it now. It's so embarrassing. You sound a little, that sounded a little too good. I know. Dude. But babe, I was like 12 years old when I did that. How did you have that deep of hey, voice at 12? <laughs> hey guys, it's me, Chad. I'm in Sigma Nu. Now that you're getting I'm about married, to you can just do this weird <laughs> thing. I'm, <laughs> I'm about to steal your girl. You sound like she's the man. You literally you oh, sound like, yeah. you sound like her. Yeah. Sebastian. I made him watch that movie. It's he one hated of the it. worst movies he, to it's ever. It's literally my horrible. top five favorite movies. What's up, ladies? Call out your girl. Okay, anyway. No. We love not, you guys. We have go to go. I have a no baby. I have a meeting in the next ten minutes. I love you guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us on today's episode of Happy and healthy it's all i ever wanted thank you guys and we love you let us know what you thought about today's episode and comment can guys and girls really be just friends and is it all you ever really wanted (laughs) we love y'all we're off to mississippi see you guys next tuesday for another episode happy healthy until then also real quick wait thumbnail blow chow blue chow blow chow i guess no one knows what that means yeah now they do okay say bye-bye Bye-bye. Bye-bye.